Hi, everyone, and welcome back to New Wine Podcast this week. I'm Alex, and every single week, I get so excited for you to join me in a conversation. This season of the New Wine Podcast is all about new wine, new wineskins. It's how we can stop doing the same old, same old, and expect different results. It's about pouring new wine into new wineskins so that that new power, that new flavor, that new life, that new growth that we've been wanting can come out of us. Every single week, I challenge us with a thought about this. And so this episode is no different. But before we even get into that, I start with this statement every single week. And I'm sure you're used to it by now. But here we go. It's time to pour it up. Now, last season, I was talking about pouring new wine into a new wine glass. And sure, you can do the same thing this season if you like. But specifically on season two, I'm talking about new wine into new wine skins, pouring it up. How are we caring for ourselves? How are we doing? This is your weekly moment to kind of press pause on your schedule, press stop on all the thoughts in your mind, if that's possible, and just ask yourself how you're doing. How's life feeling? If things are changing your life, how are those changes feeling? I hope March is treating all of us well so far, but. This is a time where you just get to ask yourself, how are you doing? How is your week going? How are you feeling? Is there anything you need to check in about yourself on right now? For me, I feel better than I did last week. I feel grateful to be alive. I feel grateful for like the little moments. I think that has stood out to me more in this season and this month than it has before. And I'm grateful for that because the little moments make up the big moments in our lives. And as I've been just growing and thinking more about like my 30th birthday and just entering into this new decade, I'm like, man, how are you feeling, Alex? How are things going? You know, how is your mind right now? What are some things that you want to do in the future? What are your dreams? What are your passions? What are your gifts? You know, what are you grateful for right now in the present as you even expect more for the future? Like I've just kind of been in that space and thinking about that because, you know, the little things in my life, like the sun rising every day, the sun shining and it not raining or, or snowing here, <laughs> you know, going to the grocery store and finding little different treats that I want to try that I think are interesting, going to stage plays here in Texas and finding more creative spaces have really allowed me to just fall more in love with myself. I think as you get older, you realize, man, all these little things that I thought I had to give up about myself kind of make me who I am. And as I've been through different relationships in my life, different career changes in my life, moving to different cities throughout my 30 years of life, which isn't that long, but even in the, you know, the past seven years, I've moved to three different states. So just in, even in that and the transitions that come along with that and the the hard moments of moving and transitioning and discovering yourself again, like little bits and pieces that I lost along the way are are coming back to me. And I feel grateful for that today. So hopefully that maybe resonates with you. I know last week I was on the down and it's moments where where we're on the down, where we feel like, man, is my life ever going to feel good? Is it going to get better? Is the thing that I've been praying for going to come into my life? And we'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end of the podcast. But Every single day, we get the opportunity to learn more about ourselves and fall more in love with the person that we are and that the person that we're becoming. 
We even get to like take moments to look back on our childhood and love the little girl of Alex, who she was when she was growing up. And I get to spend that time with myself every single day. But throughout the week, I take those moments, those little moments to really see how I am without the titles, without the demands that that, that my life has. Like, how is Alex doing? And I want to kick off this episode with a challenge for all of us that will help us uncork ourselves. I have a part of the podcast called You've Been Corked, and typically it's towards the end of the episode, but this week I'm running it to the front because when I think about who I am, I think about checking in with ourselves. I think about that new wine that wants to come out of us that's like, hey, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm in this place where I want to grow, grow, grow. Like, help me help that new power come out. God. But when I think about like the parts of us that can feel corked, and let me just backtrack a little. So when a wine bottle, when a new bottle of wine has been corked, it means that the cork of the wine has been infected with bacteria, which can cause the wine to have, you know, a bad odor, a bad taste, and it makes it flavorless. It makes you just not even want the whole bottle, even if it's years and years old. If the if the cork of the wine is infected, the entire bottle is infected. It can look like a good glass of wine when you pour it up into a glass, but when you taste it or when you smell it, it's a no-go. And so when I talk about, you know, the ways that we feel corked when it comes to the opportunity about learning about ourselves, I think about, you know, how, how we can sometimes get influenced by what we see or how our eyes can sometimes roam a little too much when it comes to being influenced by the things that we see. And there are parts of us that have been corked because of what we allow our eyes to watch and be witness to. You know, once you see something, it's hard to unsee it. It's hard to erase that memory from your life. Even if you see it by accident or you're watching a TV show that someone has playing in the background and you just see an image of something, you're like, oh, wow, I wish I, did. I, wish I didn't see that. It's hard to unsee it because your eyes have already witnessed it, you know? And when I think about the parts of us that want to become uncorked this year, I think about what should we be watching? What should we be looking at? What should we allow ourselves to look at, you know? And what should we allow ourselves to be witness to when it comes to what we let into these eyes? Our eyes, like, they see so much throughout the day, whether it's, you know, on social media or just at work or in your family or what you read in a book or what you see on the internet. I mean, like you could just be scrolling on your Instagram page and out of the blue, some like sex bot is liking your stories and they have no underwear on or they talking, having nasty language in their bio. And like, it's just what it's just on there. It's nothing that you can do to make your eyes not see it if you if you choose to be on social media. You know, even recently in this past week, I was just posting random stuff on my stories, like just life stuff. And all these like fake Instagram accounts, like sexual Instagram accounts, just like have been liking myself. I'm sure that that's happening to everyone because I've seen people post about it. But I just stopped posting on my stories. I just started post posting, you know, separately or sending stuff to my friends because I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a girl in her thong on my Instagram story liking the post because they want, like, I don't want to see any of it, you know? And I think because I want to be so careful of what I allow in my body, what I allow in my mind, I have to guard my eyes. And so 
even beyond like the things that come at us that we can't control, like whoever liked our stories or whatever we may get in the DM that's inappropriate, like anything like that, things that we can't control. But I want to even talk about the things that we can control, the TV shows we watch, the music that we listen to, the places that we go, the people that we hang around, the people that we let influence us, you know, on social media or off social media, the things that you allow your eyes to witness can become areas in your life that infect you, that cause you to have a bad odor, a bad flavor, a bad taste. And I believe as Christians, as people who believe in God, as people who want to live out this type of example for the world to, to, you know, like be a light to the world, then you just, you just got to be careful about what you watch because everything can't have a way in your life. Everything should not be allowed to enter into your life and enter into your world or your mind. And it's just one simple change that I think that we all can do so that we don't become flavorless to the people who we're trying to lead to influence, to be friends with, to just have community with, even just your own individual commitment to yourself. You know, if you're on social media, and I know I I talk about social media a lot because that's where the world is and that's where everyone lives on these days. But, and it's, and I can't not, I can't not talk about it because it's the reality. But, you know, even when you're on social media and you're scrolling past all these people who look like they're living their best life and you cause what your eyes to see make you think that your life is doing nothing. Like, man, what am I doing that my life feels like it's just not up to par compared to everyone else? Like, what am I doing wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with the way I dress? Something wrong with the way I talk? Like, you know, you you start to question all these parts about you because of what you're allowing your eyes to see. And anytime I feel that way in my life, I just take a break from social media because I, I recognize in that moment, these are not my thoughts. These are not the thoughts that God has towards me. These are the thoughts that are being pulled into me because I'm allowing my eyes to see something and I'm allowing my eyes to assume things about other people's lives and make me discredit my own life. So if I feel like I'm being insecure because I'm looking looking at all these pictures on social media from people, I just take a break from it. One thing I did years ago, oh my goodness, maybe, geez, probably like 10 years ago when I was in college. I turned off notifications for any social media. Like I don't, if I post something, unless I get onto the app, I don't know who likes it. I don't know. I don't, it's not popping up on my phone all day. You know, that's what I mean by I turn off my notifications. And that simple thing taught me to not be responsive every single second when I see something or hear someone saying something or like, hey girl, this is so cute. Like I just want to be able to <laughs> recognize that what I speak about my life, what God speaks about my life is more important. And I want my eyes to only go towards the things that are going to lift me up, that are going to pull me up, that are going to encourage me, challenge me. If that means it's going to help my growth, like those are the things I want my eyes to see. You know, I've taken time to unfollow people or unfollow accounts that hinder my own personal growth because I don't want, I don't want to see it. Like it's not adding to me. And I think that happens gradually. I don't think that when I was younger, I had that perspective. But as I've gotten older, probably in the last five years, I've taken inventory of the things that I follow, the things that I allow my eyes to see. And it's made a world of a difference in my life. And so I think that when we think about what we allow our eyes to see and what pictures that we're looking at causing us to even look differently towards our own selves, there's a cost to everything. 
And what cost are you willing to pay? If you're willing to pay the cost that I'm going to think low about myself so that I can spend more time on social media, that's the cost that you want to pay. If you're willing to pay the cost that I'm going to watch with my eyes, watch on TV so that I'm not having bad dreams. You know, if you're willing to pay the cost of not watching that show, then you probably won't have bad dreams at night. But if you're like, hey, I love this show. I don't care. I'm just going to take the risk and watch it and allow my eyes to see whatever, whatever. Then that's the risk. That's, that's the cost that you're choosing to pay. So think about this week. What cost are you willing to pay for what you allow your eyes to view all day? I can't tell you what cost is worth it, but I do know if something is pulling your attention in a way that's negative, it shows out there. I think about, you know, it's parts of the show of BMF that I just, I had to turn it off because I was like, I like this show. Like I love like that crime, that histories, things, stories that are true. But parts of that show were just like, I had, I kept, if you know me, you know, like I will fast forward through a show so quick and cause like, uh-uh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to watch it. It makes my heart be like, what's about, if my heart being too fast about what's about to happen next, like that's too much for me. <laughs> so I take time, even if it shows that people love, even if it shows that I love, if I find myself in a place where I'm feeling anxiety throughout my day, I'm feeling worried throughout my day. I'm thinking like, oh, something bad is going to happen. And, and, I, and I start to think like, oh, that must just be me. But then I'm like, oh, no, I've been watching this show about all of these things. And that's probably what's causing me to have insecurities in my life. That's what's causing anxiety in my life is because what I've allowed my eyes to see. And I want to live a life where I'm not hindered in any way. So I have to turn the TV off and I have to watch other shows. Even if I think I love those shows I want to watch, like I choose to turn them off. That same practice can happen in your life if you choose to take that step. And so I encourage you all with that for our part of the podcast called You've Been Corked because there are so many things that our eyes can look at. There are so many things that people want our eyes to look at, but you have to be aware of what your spirit can allow. If you're mature enough in your spirit to watch a show and not let it affect you, then Hey, that's, that's what you can do. Everyone's not at that same level all the time. So you have to know where you are, where you fit. Now, because I've taken so much time to really like mature myself when it comes to social media, I can be on social media and not feel affected by what I see. Like it's still moments where I have those moments, but for the most part, like what people post, what people say, how celebrities try to influence, you know, what people do, like that doesn't influence me because I have a solid rock foundation on like who I am. And that's taken me time to build. And so that's why I say like, if you're not that mature level to where you can spend so much time or have your eyes look at certain things and not be affected by it personally, then go run into the wind. <laughs> but if you are having struggles in that area and you don't want your life to be cork, you don't want your life to feel flavorless because of the ways that the things that you see are causing your life to be damaged in any way, then take some time away and do some inventory of that. But I do know one thing that you can follow on social media and that's the New Wine Podcast page if you don't follow us already. So be sure to connect on Instagram at underscore the New Wine Podcast. If you don't follow us, please go on Instagram and do so. And I'd love to connect with you there. But now I want to move into the part of the podcast when I talk about the new wine, the new wine skins that we share, the new wine that we want to pour into ourselves every single week. You know, growing up, we all heard this phrase, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. 
If you grew up in church like me, that phrase was said over and over and over. And that phrase really points to the characteristics of who God is. Like he's sovereign, he's Lord, he's provider, he's He's everything. He's my peace, he's my comforter, he's my counselor, he's a friend when I don't have a friend, he's a neighbor when I need somebody close to me. He's, you know, he's able to see the end from the beginning. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows things that I don't know. And so because of the characteristics of who God is, he's worthy of being called good. And, and I think that this was said all the time so that we could be aware that no matter what we see, no matter what we think, no matter what other God that we try to incorporate in our lives, like Big G is the only God, the only true God. And he's good all the time. And all the time he is good. You know, he's Alpha and Omega. You know, so many things contribute to the character of God and make him worthy of being called good. And I agree with all of these things. As I have been thinking about this episode, just talking about the characteristics of why God is good. I could do that all day. (laughs) I could sit here all day and tell you why he should be called good. I want to take us maybe into the urban dictionary of this description today. And it kind of came to me in a moment. And I was just, I was, I don't even know where I was, but it's like hit me in this moment. Not just talking about the characteristics of God, but kind of taking that word good and describing it as like an action verb of how God is, you know? So let me, let me explain. So when we say God is good, you know how like somebody's like, I'm good. No worries. Things are going fine. I'm good. I don't need anything. Like you might be worried, but I'm over here good. I'm chilling. So when I think about like the characteristic of God and like God is just good and he's chilling, like he is in this space where like, Alex, I know that you are concerned about so many things, but I'm good. I'm not worried like you're worried about something not happening in your life. I'm not worried like you're worried about you not having enough money to pay your bills. Like I'm not worried like you're worried about X, Y, and Z. And like, when I think about that, like it gives me so much peace because I'm like, man, the God that I serve is really not concerned with the things that I'm concerned about. Like he is good. He's just like, everything is going to work out kind of posture, like chilling. And, and I don't mean that in a sense of like, God is not active and he's not moving in our lives. Like he's not sitting back and just like, you know, just scanning and just like, I don't care what, how you feel. Like I'm chilling. I'm looking back. But when we think about God and, the, and his disciples, even they were, when they were on the boat in the water, right? And the Sea of Galilee, I believe. I don't know. Look it up. Read your Bible. <laughs> but the, the boat was rocky. They were in this big storm and they got worried. They were like, man, are we about to die out here in this storm? Like this boat's about to tip us over. And here come God, just like he is. He just be showing out just how he is. He comes out on the, on the water. And he calms the sea and their their minds are put at ease. And this whole interaction, if you read it and even watch, you know, I talk about the chosen all the time. If you watch this episode, even on the chosen of this depiction of this moment where God like comes in to the disciples, worry and fear. And he says, peace, be still. He's like chilling. He's like I am good. Like, I'm not just worthy of being called good. Like, I'm good in a sense, like, I am in a place of rest because I know that one word from me, one action from me, it ceases the turmoil that you may have around you. And I think when we get in this posture of believing that God is not just worthy of being called good, 
but he is good. He's sitting back thinking like everything is going to work out well for them. There's no hindrance to my mind being God to make me think that something's not going to work out for my children. Like if we start to see that and believe that, I think, man, we'll be smooth sailing out here. Like, I know that's a hard place to get to. And so when I think about like, if God has that mentality towards us and he has that mentality as like, he's good, he's sitting back like, no worries, Alex, no worries. Things are going to be fine. If he has that type of mentality, then our biggest, our biggest challenge is our own fear. Our biggest challenge is not believing that, you know, our biggest challenge is thinking that the enemy somehow has one up on us. Like he somehow is going to make things chaotic in our lives because of what we're thinking, you know? And it's because of our limited thinking, our limited understanding, our limited ways of knowing how things are going to work together for our good. You know, that's why we feel all those emotions of fear, of doubt, you know, lacking in our faith, you know, not trusting tomorrow, you know, being so concerned about tomorrow. While we feel all those things because we have a limited capacity on the ways that we think. And that's what it is. We need God (laughs) because if we figured it all out, we wouldn't need him. But that's kind of what this faith walk is. It's like, we need God to come alongside of us where we can put our burdens of our worries onto him. And he kind of takes this posture, this like Papa posture of being like just the ultimate father, the ultimate grandfather. And just like, I got you. No worries. Peace be still. I can calm the storm in your life. I can calm the storms that are around you. What do you need? Like, everything is good. Why are you worried? Why are you stressed? Why are you doubting? Why are you lacking faith? Why are you walking around with a swan song? Why are you walking around like a victim? Why do you think that, like, everything is coming against you? Why are you thinking that, like, things are not going to happen for you? Like, you're the child of the Most High God. Like, I've called you. I know exactly where you are. I know how to get you to plan A, plan B, plan C. Like, if you go the wrong way, I work all things for your good. So I know how to get you back in the right way. Like things that we get so concerned about and I'm preaching to myself, things that I get so concerned about, so weighed down by, so like in my head about, God is just like, if you would just look at me and see my posture, then you would realize that things are really gonna work out fine, you know? And God is not this, oh, 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 let me do this, let me do this, let me do this. Like he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows he has everything in his hands. And like when we see him as that way, not just being a good God, but being good, no worries. And I think that we could live a more peaceful life here on earth. Like he has our best interests at heart. So let's look at some scripture. Every scripture, I feel like I say this on every episode of the podcast, but <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, this scripture talks about, for I know the plans I have for you. Let's stop at that first part. For I know, meaning God is saying this to Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. You don't know them. I know them. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. Like, I know the plans. You don't know the plans. Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. You know, you don't know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking, being God, but you don't know how I'm thinking. You don't know how I'm moving. My ways are not your ways. Like we think about the right now. God is thinking about 10 years from now. We wonder like why something is not happening right now. And God is like, it's not happening because 10 years from now, you're going to need this, this, and this. I'm waiting to give you that because 
in 10 years, you're going to need it again. You know, like he knows the future and we're just thinking about today. Like we live so much in today, but God is, God is outside of time. He created time. (laughs) So he doesn't live in these like second, second moments of like something has to happen right now. He's like, oh, we got plenty of time. Like I know what you're going to need 10 years from now. Trust me on that process. In Ecclesiastes, he talks about he has made everything beautiful in its own time. Everything has its own purpose, its own time for it to happen in our lives. And I think it would be good for us (laughs) to have this type of view of God kind of chilled out, not meaning he's not active, he's not working, he's not in it with us. But he's not worried about something not going your way because he's like, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. I'm higher. I'm more sovereign. I'm, I'm outside of what you may feel in this moment. When the promises that God has given you are not coming to pass in the timing that you may think that they should happen, we often can find ourselves feeling defeated, thinking something's wrong with us, thinking that we're not praying enough. We're not fasting hard enough. We're not doing the right things. And all of those types of thoughts, if you have those thoughts, can put you in this religious mindset of like, I just have to be better so that God can bless me. When the reality is like, yes, God honors faithfulness. Yes, he gives us choices to make and he wants to bless you. And so if you out there, you know, swinging to the left when he's clearly told you to swing to the right, it is some things that he can't pour out because you're not ready to get them. And it's some things that like, you know, he says, I think Abraham, sorry, I might be quoting this wrong, but I think before Abraham, it was, it was supposed to be his father who was supposed to carry out this big promise from God. Or maybe, I think it was Abraham. <laughs> Look it up. It's in Genesis. But Enoch was supposed to carry out this big promise of God, which was Abraham's father, I believe. I feel wrong kind of quoting this. So let me, let me, let me look it up. One second. All right. So I'm back. (laughs) I figured, I figured it out, guys. So Abraham's father was named Terah, T-E-R-A-H. So Terah, I'm thinking I'm saying that right. He was supposed to go on and inherit the promised land. He was the person who God had chose to kind of press on and do the work that God was calling him to do. But he chose to settle in the land that he got comfortable in and didn't press on. So God still had a command, like, I'm going to move in my people. But he had to choose his son, Abraham. He had to choose the next generation. His blessing had to get poured out on them. And had Abraham not listened to God and chosen to do the same thing and chosen to stay comfortable and not press on, then he would have had to choose the next generation, you know? So I think there is some type of awakening to, you know, when God calls us to do certain things, but we are hindering ourselves. His word is still going to be true. He's still going to pour out his word, but it may not fall on you. It may fall on your seed. It may be on the next generation coming after you if you choose to not obey. And I bring that up because when I think about like, God is this religious mindset of like, there's two parts to it. Like, yes, God commands us to do certain things. And if we choose not to do them, then he can't do what he's, or, or, or the things that he said won't come to pass in our lives, but it will come to pass some way. He'll choose somebody to get his word out, right? But there are also, there's also this place that I think religious leaders, not God, but religious leaders can make us think like, if you don't do X, Y, and Z correctly in this right way, in this right format, then God can't answer you. And I think in that sense, like 
that's not who God is. You know, like he is not someone who leads or blesses his children based off of the works. Like we get the blessings in our lives because of his grace. Like every blessing in I, that I have in my life is simply because of the grace of God. Like, are there things that I have to be disciplined enough to do to receive? Yes. Do I have to follow directions and be obedient to the word that God gives me? Yes. But also in that, there's tons of grace because there are tons of moments where I mess up, where I don't make the right decisions, where I don't go the right way, where I get blessings that I feel like I don't deserve. And that's just because of the grace that God pours out over his children. And so when I think about just this posture of God, you know, having the final say, having the, the ultimate thoughts towards our lives about getting us from point A to point B, especially when it comes to the promises that he wants to get in our lives. He's like, listen, if you're being obedient, if you're trusting me, if you're doing what you can do, trust that I'm going to do what I know how to do. You know, like you don't have to get worried about things that you can't control. If things aren't working out in our own timing, when a promise that he gave us is not being fulfilled, if we could just view God saying like, oh, I'm good. I'm not worried. I, I know me. I know me. I'm like down on the floor crying and weeping like, God, please help me. Please help me. Like, I don't know what more can I do. Like, I just, I really want this to happen in my life. Like, I really want that dream to come come to pass. Like, I really want a bonus or a raise. I really want a new job. Like, whatever it is, whatever it is. He's like, Alex, didn't I place you here? Didn't I put you in this land? Am I not the same God who brought you out of a horrible situation, you know, church, trauma, abuse, hurt. Like, am I not the same God who delivered you from that? And if I am, if you say that I am that same God, don't you know that I have the rest of your life like in my hands too? Like if I put you in this land, trust me to bring everything you need to this land in the timing that I know is best for your life. Not the timing that you may think is best for your life, but the timing that I know is best for your life. And it's this place of like, I got to come back to that every single day because every single day I have a moment where like, oh God, 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 did you forgot about this? And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, oh, 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 oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You got it in your hands. You know what you're doing. Like I'm back in the rhythm of like having high faith. Then something else happens or I see something on social media that makes me triggered to think that something is wrong with my life. And I'm like, oh God, remember we, and he's like, I got it, Alex. I'm not worried about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, <laughs> it's these moments of I constantly have to, like, get myself in a place to believe again, to have that faith, to have that, you know, that that perspective that his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. He knows the future. He knows why he's, why, if I feel like God is holding out on something in my life, then he knows the reasons of that. I don't know because my thoughts are not his thoughts. Like he knows the plans that he has for my life and he has made everything beautiful. Not me. He does it. I think about my life, you know, when I think about this topic, like I think about my life being single and it's taken a long time from my perspective for me to meet someone who I really feel like a deep connection with, to grow a life with, to be on the same, you know, accord. Other things that I want in a man, like, I feel like, man, I've met some good people, but it, none of them have like stuck. Like none of it, none of them have felt like, man, this really, really, really is the person for me. I had that experience maybe once in my life, but then that fell apart. And I realized now like, oh God, I'm glad that you did not allow that to continue. 
And now I'm in a place where like, all right, God, like I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. Like I'm ready. What's going on? Like any time, any time. And I get in this place where I feel like defeated. When I get down, when I don't allow God's perspective to come into my perspective, I get defeated. I think like, man, something must be wrong with me. Man, I need to just go out to all these places because I'm not meeting enough people. The dating apps aren't working. Like it seemed like when I walk out on the street that men just go the other way. Like what is going on? I said this the other day, like, God, what is going on? <laughs> because Am I like a, a male re- repellent? Like what is happening in my life that is not allowing this relationship that I want to come into my life that I feel re- like I'm ready. I'm actually ready for it now. You know, those times in the past, I was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't want anybody right now. But now I'm in a different place. And so, and I think about that promise of God giving everyone, you know, he says in his word, two are better than one, that one can fight 10,000, 10, 5,000, but two can fight 10,000, something like that. You know, and I'm like, God, like I'm in a place in my life where I'm traveling so much. Like I would love someone to just like be in my corner, like be with me. And like that would feel good from my perspective. This is what I'm saying. In my life, I've seen, you know, I was talking to my cousin, like she's like, why do you think it's taking so long? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Like this is, and, and I think when you get to that place where you're like, I don't know what's going on. I think that's the place where God is like, it's my turn now. It's, 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 it's only up to me. Like, it's not up to you. You know, it's my timing. It's, it's my plan over your life. It's my thoughts over your life. Like you may think it's time, but I don't think it's time. So I'm not bringing him yet, (laughs) you know? And I think that's the place where I struggle the most with, especially in my life currently. And you can relate this to any other area in your life, but this is the one that really stands out to me when I think about having more trust, having more faith in God, like this is the area for me. And so when I think about that, and I think about like really resting in God and not feeling bad about being single, not thinking that something is wrong with me, not thinking that like, man, I really got to figure it out. When I put, when I put down that turmoil, put down the, the tools in my hand, and I'm just like, God, all right, I'm trying, I really want to trust you. I'm trying to trust you. I'm trying to believe and have hope and faith in the plans that you have over my life. Doesn't make me less frustrated when I have that moment. You know, it doesn't make me feel less, you know, alone necessarily when I have that moment. But it does bring me into a place where I'm in communion with God, where I know that I'm, when I express myself, I'm talking to a God who hears me. I'm talking to someone who knows the thoughts, the thoughts and the plans over my life. Like, I think whenever we are feeling certain ways about certain blessings not happening in our lives, like we think that they should happen. If we can get to a place where we just come down to center and like, God, just picture God like he's good. He's rested. He's walking on those stormy waters like peace be still in a moment. It, and it, and just like that, it's done. You know, like he is not frustrated like we are. He's not, you know, twisted and turned about like we are. It's really our own fear, our own doubt, our own perspective of our lives that really make us, you know, not be in alignment and in agreement with what God is actively doing in our lives. Like if I were to take away like my my concern about being single and just focused about what God is currently doing in my life, man, it's so much. Like 
it's so much for my eyes to be on right now that has nothing to do with being in a relationship. But for me, that's the biggest thing in my heart right now. In previous seasons, it wasn't, but in this season, it is. And so there is space to honor those feelings. There is space where I might cry and just be genuinely just sad. I haven't met anyone yet. But in that space, I cannot start to doubt God's plan. I cannot start to like talk down about God's plan over my life or his thoughts towards my life because his word says that he, that he has thoughts to give me a future and a hope. He knows the plans over my life, you know, to prosper me and not to harm me. So if I think that I'm being harmed in any way, that's my own thoughts. That's my own fear. That's my own discouragement because God does not have those thoughts to harm me in any way. I think that it all boils down to us not fully trusting God and, you know, how he wants to route our lives. That's what it really kind of boils down to. And it's hard. I've met people in the past. Things didn't work, like I said. And I've met people in the past who I felt like, man, they're a good person, but I'm just not ready. And like, I needed to just focus on myself more. And when I look at my life now, being in a posture of like, all right, God, I'm trusting you. I'm leaning on you every single day. I'm trying to depend on you. I'm trying not to get discouraged. I'm trying not to walk around with a sad song. I'm trying to be grateful in the middle of not having answered prayers. Like, I'm trying to understand how you're moving. He's like, Alex, just trust me. Just like lean on me. Just like know that I know what I'm doing, you know? And it's hard, okay? It's hard to do that, but I know that it's possible. I know that even though it's hard, God can hold my hand while it's hard. Even though it's frustrating, God still holds my hand while I'm frustrated. Like, even though I may feel discouraged. All right, Alex. <laughs> Even while I may feel discouraged, God holds my hand while I'm discouraged. Like, even if I feel like something is wrong with the way that I've done things in the past or the way that I appeared today, God still holds my hand in those moments. I'm not crying, getting a little teary, but it's all right. There's room for tears. Not to be afraid of that. But, you know, I know that the beautiful thing about God is that I can trust him. The most challenging thing is that I want to trust him, but it's just hard sometimes to trust in the unknown. And that's my walk, you know, when I when I think about myself. But think about put yourself in your shoes. <laughs> put yourself in the places that you have the most doubt in, the areas of your lack of trust in God in whatever area, whether it's yourself, your family, friends, your job, the city you live in your future, the dream that just hasn't happened yet in your life, like the promises that God has over your life. Like if we can not get frustrated or or maybe we can have room for to be frustrated because I think that's natural, you know, that's where the work can be done. That's where we can come into, you know, a posture to say, all right, God, I'm frustrated right now. I don't understand. I'm trying to do the right thing when it's hard. I'm trying to keep believing in the promises that you have over my life. And I really need you to hold my hand right now because a lot of parts of me don't want to believe in this. A lot of parts of me want to take control of the wheel and do it my own way. A lot of parts of me want to even manipulate a situation so that this blessing that I want can come into my life quicker. But I know that you know the plans that you have for me. You know the thoughts that you have over my life. You know the best timing over my life. You see the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. You sit outside of time. 
You know that the right person on the right day is going to come into my life. You know the child that I've been praying for is going to come into relationship with you. You know the family that's been broken is going to come back together. And you get yourself in this place of believing again, just speaking that like I just did to myself. Like you just speak that over yourself out loud, privately, in a journal, just saying those things gets you back in alignment. Like, you know what? You're right, God. You got this. You're good. You're not just good as far as your character. You're, you are good because you sit back and you like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly where you're going. I know exactly where they're going. Like, I know why this hasn't happened because this, I'm waiting on this to happen. That's not happening for another two months. Like, if we just got that perspective and if we even look back in our own lives and see all the, the ways that God moved when we thought that he wasn't going to move, that can be encouragement for our future too. So I leave everyone with that. And I I pray that as you challenge yourself this week, as you demand new power to come out of you, new faith to come out of you, new wine to come out of you, that you can encourage that God is doing something new, that you're going to see him in different ways this year, that he's, he's going to challenge you in certain ways that's going to help you grow, help you become more wise, help you to understand yourself better, help you to understand the future better. You won't know everything that he's doing behind the scenes, but trust me, he's behind the scenes and he's got it. He's He knows how to do it. He knows how to be God at the end of the day, you know? But thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope that that was encouraging for you. I pray every single week that this podcast has a part to play in your life and your self-growth and your self-healing and your in your journey and your deep, you know, in deepening your relationship with God. Like I pray that this podcast has a part to play in everyone who listens to it. It definitely challenges me when I write the episodes out and think about it, like it challenges me in the same way that I hope that it challenges you. So as I close out the episode today, feel free to leave a comment, a like, share this episode with a friend, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Cheers. Bye.